Hey, my friend, you have found the Functioning Hot Mess Podcast. I'm Tanya Murray, life coach and author, and my job is to help you understand that life is more than checking off boxes and living up to others' expectations. I want you to know that you're enough just as you are right now in this moment, even if the world says you're not. So thank you for being here. Do me a favor and hit subscribe and let's get on with the show. Today's episode is about using your inner chaos as a guide, as a compass to help you go in the right direction. There have been times in my life where I've had a lot of inner chaos going on and other times when there's only a little. And sometimes we think of that inner chaos and the feeling that accompanies it as a bad thing. But in reality, it can be used to help us know where to go and how to figure life out. It doesn't necessarily have to be bad. So I want to talk a little bit about that. So first of all, we need to figure out what is your inner chaos. This is more than just the busy feeling. This is more than just a season of chaos, because sometimes in our lives, we have a season where, you know, if you have kids who play sports, that sports season can be a little bit chaotic because it's practice and it's go, 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 and it's bye, bye, bye. That's not what I'm talking about. That's a busy feeling. And you are busy. But chaos is different from that feeling. This is the feeling or even the knowledge that something isn't right. There's something wrong and you can feel it. Sometimes you feel angry. Sometimes you recognize that you're just not content or not in alignment. It's your body giving you the caca that something needs to change. And you can try to ignore it, but it's going to turn up the volume. That inner chaos will refuse to be ignored. But once you've acknowledged it, then you can either act on it or you can continue to pretend that it isn't there, but it's just going to continue to get worse. And the more you ignore it, actually, the more miserable you become. Some of the examples of times in my life where the inner chaos has been really strong, I've had it come up in past relationships. Well, all of them, actually. In one relationship, the individual had changed. He became someone I didn't know or even recognize, and it wasn't for the better. I was trying to make excuses for his change, his poor attitude, and even the way that he was treating me, but I was feeling more and more chaotic inside. My inner guide, my gut, spidey sense, whatever you want to call it, was telling me, this isn't right. Something in this situation isn't isn't good. It's not going the way it should be going, and it's time for something to change. And for me, in that moment, it was telling me it was time for me to go. It just took me a little while to figure that out. In another relationship, I felt a lot of inner turmoil because things were great in some areas and completely stagnant in others. And I battled with myself because part of me knew this this relationship wasn't right for me. It wasn't going to go anywhere. It wasn't going to develop and grow with me. But then the other part of me wanted the comfort, even the comfortable chaos. And so that was a time where I had a lot going on inside and a lot of turmoil. Inner chaos was really high for me when I was living according to a belief system that I had been raised in and I was doing everything right, but it, I felt wrong. I felt disconnected. Those beliefs weren't mine. I didn't truly believe in them and yet they were supposed to be what was making me happy. So I was trying really hard to live that way and live the way that I had been raised to believe, but 
I wasn't happy. I was miserable. And I was trying to force the happiness through the action. And I kept thinking if I just keep living it and I just practice harder and I follow the teachings better, but it never felt true to me, even though I had tried so hard. So I had a lot of, of inside drama going on. That was my inner chaos at that time. Another example is when, in my mind, everyone was temporary, and I had become so set in the belief that people were only going to be there for a minute, eventually they were going to leave, that I started to try to control the outcome, and I started thinking that this was too good to be true, good things don't last, that kind of thing, and I didn't realize it, but I would try to find little ways to sabotage a good relationship, and I could just say, see, this isn't going to work out because he's not and then fill in the blank, whatever it was. So the inner chaos around that was that I was trying to control and I needed to learn to let that go and the belief of that. I had to trust and be calm. So every time I had inner chaos, it was showing me something in my life that needed to change, that something wasn't right. The more I continued doing what I'd been doing, the more loud and obnoxious that inner chaos became. And it was like, oh, hell no, you do not ignore me. And it would just almost get more and more frantic. Like I could feel this inside. I know you know how that feels. And I'm grateful. It was a compass that was showing me the direction or the path to take. It was letting me know something's not right. You need to figure this out. This isn't going to lead to a good end. And I'm grateful I had that guidance. One thing I realized was it was always me. Even though often the inner chaos was around a relationship and there was me and someone else involved, they didn't need to change. I didn't need to change, but I needed to take action. And whether the action was internal and it only affected me and it was something I just had to figure out and sort through, Or it was something that was more external and it required me to set boundaries with someone else or say no more of this or sometimes even ending a relationship altogether. But the action was required and it was required of me. So that chaos you feel is a guide and it's what helps you steer your life in the direction that is best for you. It's not always the easiest direction, but it's always the best direction And it's like Captain Jack Sparrow's compass, if you will. I seriously think he and I could be best friends. That would be so awesome. Wouldn't you love to meet him? Anyway, I have broken this down into five steps for how to use that inner chaos as a compass. The first thing that you need to do when you've got some inner chaos going on is slow the hell down and spend some time figuring out what's up. I've actually had to schedule time, like put it in my planner and schedule time to sit down and do self-reflection. Because if I don't, it gets crazy and it doesn't happen. And I keep pushing it off until I have more time. Other times I've had to watch for the opportune moment, keeping with that Captain Jack theme. But sometimes I have to just grab it when I can be intentional, when I can sit down and turn off my phone and make sure that my kids are entertained or asleep or whatever. You want to make sure that your partner is away or you have some time to be alone. You need to be alone for this part because you don't want to have a lot of distractions and other people kind of getting into your head. You need to get into your head for this step. Step two is to get centered or turn inward. So now for me, 
that means taking a quick meditation and getting really calm, taking some deep breaths and getting into a place where I can really start thinking and allowing myself to just kind of follow those thoughts. However, I didn't used to meditate. And when I first started doing this, I didn't have that practice. So it meant really getting into my mind and asking myself questions and doing a lot of self-reflection. But you got to turn inward. You can't be so focused on everything that's going around you and that outward focus. You've got to be able to be focused inward. Step three is to allow yourself to be unapologetic about your thoughts and feelings. This one was super hard for me because I'm a people pleaser. I'm less now than I used to be, but that's still my go-to way. I, before I know it, I'm in this people pleasing pattern. But for this step, you need to take out the worry of who you're going to disappoint by making a decision or who will feel bad if you don't believe the way that they do. You're not being selfish by doing this. You're getting clear. You need to figure out what's going on inside. And to do that, you have to allow yourself to not apologize for the way you feel, even if it's not the way others want it to be. The fourth step is just to notice and acknowledge what's coming up for you. If you're a writer, put pen to paper or type, whatever it is that you do. If you're not, then work through it in your mind. And I've done that both ways. It works best for me to write down what I'm thinking, just get it all out, the anger, the resentment, whatever's going on, I can get it on paper. I can get the things out that I'm that I'm thinking but would never say out loud or those things that are left unsaid, they can go onto paper too. And so can my wishes and the things that I truly want, the things that I'm kind of even afraid to ask for. In my book, Functioning Hot Mess, I talk about how I got clear in my vision of what I wanted for myself and my kids. I wanted a guy in my life who would be all in and participate with us. And when I was picturing about what I wanted, there was this guy, he was there with me, he was with my kids, and he was fuzzy because I didn't know who it was. I wasn't assigning someone to fit that role. I was just opening it up to what I wanted, not whether or not someone who was already in my life would fit that. And it was just my daydream. That's what I call and who I call my fuzzy guy. Anyway, I wrote all of that down. But there have been times in my life where it wasn't safe to write. I didn't have the privacy to have anything like that in a journal. There was no way I was going to put it down because if that got into the wrong hands or someone read something that, that that was not necessarily a safe place for me. So if you're in a situation like that and you don't have that safety and feeling safe and private, don't don't let writing be a barrier. I've done all of this work in my mind without writing anything down at times too, and that works really well. The fifth step is to make an action plan and you got to follow through with it, but you don't have to be in a hurry. So depending on what came up for you, you'll need to decide what to do about it, right? That's the whole purpose of this whole exercise. But don't worry, you have time. You don't need to decide what you're going to do about it right this very minute, but you need to start figuring out what's going on. And you can think on this, but don't go back to doing the same old thing that you've been doing. You already know where that road takes you and you don't like the direction you were going anyway. Some of the actions are going to be easier than others. Some things were really easy. Like when I was trying to create scenarios to control the outcome, I was basically setting people up to fail. And I just needed that clarity to realize I was doing it so I could stop doing it. It was seriously that easy. And I felt, literally felt the weight lifted off my shoulders. I was walking around with a spring in my step with, I felt like 
lighter. And it was just because I realized what I was doing and could say, okay, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I could stop. That one was an easy one for me. When I realized I was living my life according to a belief system that I didn't even believe in, it was easy for me to call that out in my mind. I was like, okay, this does not work for me. It does not make me happy. And I don't actually buy any of this. So my action plan for that was to slowly transition out of that lifestyle. And it was like I was walking backwards and it was after each small step that I took, I gave it a little bit of time and I evaluated how it felt. And every time I still felt okay. So I'd take another step and I'd make another decision and I'd take another step and I'd move on to the next thing until I kind of slowly backed out. And I wanted to test each step rather than just bolting for the door. So for me, that was kind of a test and go at the same time type of an option. Other actions were a lot more difficult. And at one point, I needed to develop a safety plan to physically get out of the relationship that I was in. And it took time to follow through with that action plan. But I followed my gut and I did what I needed to do. For that step, I actually had to reach out to others who were professionals and knew how to help me. And I called some advocates. They gave me ideas like having a bag with some clothes in it and important papers and taking some time to stash a little bit of cash in a safe place so that it wouldn't be discovered. Those were things I would never have thought of on my own because, I don't know, my brain just didn't work that way. So Those were things I needed outside help for, and they also took some time to do. But I made the plan, I took the steps that were needed, and let me tell you, it sucked. It was hard, and I hated every minute of it, all of it. But I had that inner turmoil and that inner chaos, and I also knew that was a compass that was showing me the way out, and that was what I needed to help me When it felt too hard, I just had to follow that arrow on the compass and take one step after another. So there you have it. The five steps to using your inner chaos as a compass. Something I can tell with 100% certainty is that whether following the compass is easy or hard, it leads you to a better place. I know that. It's never steered me wrong. And personal growth and a brighter future have always come from following that arrow. When you're unsure of and you're questioning that path, just take one little step at a time in the direction that it's pointing. If you're not sure which way to go, guess what? You're going to correct your path. If you take one step and you're like, I don't know which way, I don't know what's right, just take a step, move in one direction and evaluate and see how you're feeling and then take one more step in that same direction. Before you know it, you're going to be in a better place and you're going to be on solid ground again. That's all for now. Hit subscribe before you go and you can find the link to the show notes in the description. So I'm going to make like a bread truck and haul buns.